Hello, and welcome to the Tarot to Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia Hazler, here with me today. Rose Red, hello everyone. And Andrew, hello. And our special guest, Roxy Sim, creator of the Pearls of Wisdom Tarot. Welcome, Roxy. Thank you. Thanks for Yay. taking some time to chat with us today. Appreciate it. No problem. And uh, it's, it's, it's a sunny but incredibly cold day here in San Francisco, so it's a really good day to be indoors. Yeah, it's a bit windy here, too. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, so anyway, so um, it's it's your deck is rather new, if memory serves. Yeah, the first edition was published in two thousand and seven. Okay, great. So I'm and, not. Um, the second edition was two thousand and eight, I think. Yeah, and um, I have to say, I love the colors. Oh yeah, it's the, the first. Yeah, the the first thing I noticed um, when I looked out online, even before we actually acquired the deck, is wow, look at the intensity of these colors. Yeah, I use um, paints that are from um, a small paint company in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and they put as much colorant into the medium as possible. So that's one of the reasons that the colors are so vibrant. Mm-hmm. And the other is that I use a, a layering technique, mm-hmm. so the colors have are many layers, so they have that richness to them. Yeah, it's it's just terrific because it, it really it reminds me um, when we were kids and we would draw things with magic markers, and then you soak them in oil to kind of make them stained glass looking. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but you get that really saturated, intense, um, you know, jump off the paper kind of color. And I just, I love that. Yeah, I really, um, once I found these paints, I just um, love them better than anything else I've used. I know, they're absolutely terrific. So were these all originally oil paints or? No, actually, a lot of people ask that, but they are acrylics. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, part of that is the layering that uh-huh. uh, creates that, yeah. Wow, no, that's fantastic. Because um, just looking at the back of the card, you've got a spiral pattern um, <clears throat> with rainbow and a border and all kinds of stuff. But the way the spiral works, it actually goes through different gradients of the colors. Mm-hmm. And that's a really nice effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like to play with depth. Mm-hmm. You probably gathered that. <laughs> Um, and I kind of like the uh, optical illusion of things, mm-hmm. you know, so that when you look at them, maybe your eyes focus on one part, and then the part that isn't being focused on becomes as it would if you were looking through something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that was the portals on the on each of the cards, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the spiral. You can either go down spiral or up spiral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really feels like you're being drawn in, which is which is good because um, particularly for people who like to meditate on their cards. It's a way of stepping into the card. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of hoping. Each one of them, to me, I'm really involved in, or have been involved in dance and mm-hmm. theater and that kind of thing. And and I kind of took each person as a an actor mm-hmm. in the tarot, the play of the tarot. Oh, I like that. And um, so they had their props and their costume and their their setting and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And that's kind of how I approached each of it as 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 their own little. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. It's kind mm-hmm. of that proscenium arch feeling. That's right. I like that. That's that's very clever. Now that you pointed out, it's like, well, duh, now I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't really articulated that before. Um, so, Pearls of Wisdom. This just name, did, did, did you settle on this name? Did the name come while you were working on the deck? Oh, yeah. My first, actually, the first one was going to be the golden wisdom spiral deck or something i don't know spiral golden something (laughs) and um that didn't really work and actually um the way that i got into to doing the tarot was kind of an an interesting thing and my mom i had i had been given a deck and my mom had asked me to do a reading for her wow and i had said 
I don't know anything about this. And I didn't really feel that it was something that you should dabble in. Mm-hmm. Just like you needed to understand what you were doing before you did it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something that I felt anyways. And then after she passed away, um, I read, I was Carol Bridges' Medicine Woman mm-hmm. book, deck, mm-hmm. and, I, and I found just reading the book really healing and helping me through that passage with my mother and my mother's name is margaret and that means pearl and when um, we took her to the hospital um, before she had passed she gave me her pearl that she wore around her neck all the time and also some other pearls so that they represent the pearls represent my mother and um and i always felt with all the things that i had gone through because i had gone through basically a decade of the tower and um, losing my health and losing my son and my mother and my in-laws all within a very short period of time. Oh, I'm so sorry. And so I felt that a pearl is actually um, the grain of sand is the irritant or the problem or the thing that has caused you pain. And then the knacker, the beautiful pearl that you can put around it, Mm -hmm. you know, and so each one of those pearls is something that you've learned from whatever Mm-hmm. You know, oh. your trials or your tribulations have been. I mm-hmm. like that. Right? And you put a bit, a bit of a shiny surface on it and um, wear them proudly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. I really, I like that take on it. It's um, much easier than just holding on to the pain. Well, yeah. Having this, this whole deck was um, my journey through the tarot and through healing mm-hmm. through the tarot, right? That mm-hmm. was my thing. My, I started it... Um, in 2000, just after my mom passed away in 99, and um, it took me seven years to complete. Mm-hmm. It would maybe take me two, but um, the paintings are 30 by 40. Wow. wow. 24 by 36. Wow. So when they get concentrated down to the size of the card, people go, oh, they're really busy. And the original paintings, well, they are, they're kind of busy, but there's <laughs> more space for them. You know? mm-hmm. And... Um, so that's where the Pearls of Wisdom part of it came in. And the crystals um, represent my son, Shay, who passed. Mm-hmm. And so wherever the crystals are in there or the rainbows, they're kind of my homage to both of them. I wanted to honor them both. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I felt that I had to honor myself and my own gifts. That I, and being ill, I found that um, I could still paint. Mm-hmm. So I focused on what I could still do. Right. And then... Um, just chose the cards, and I didn't really know that much about tarot before I started it. Uh-huh. And I just drew the cards and um, had a couple people helping me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, met them as they came. <laughs> oh, well, no, it's, it's you know, because it, it really is a process of creating. You don't just sit down and, you know, in three days dash off a tarot deck. No. Yeah, it takes a little more thought, a little more personal involvement, emotional investment. Um, I mean, I suppose you could, but... <laughs> Well, I think it depends how deep you wanted to go with it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to know uh, as much as I could about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is I was also coming from a place of I had taken, before I got sick actually and before everything fell apart, I had been taking um, counseling courses mm. and art therapy courses and dance therapy courses. Oh, mm. fun. And I had also taken a wonderful workshop with a, an artist named Roberta Pick Sutherland where we had uh created paintings from um, a myth or a fairy tale. Ooh. And I had chosen Thumbelina, and I'm by no means a small person. But at the time, I was very overwhelmed being ill and everything, and it really showed me what I needed to do in my life, mm-hmm. the paintings. And I would put them up on the wall and go, who painted that? Because it was out of my head, and before I had always 
maybe painted from a photograph or that mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? And so I discovered the painting out of my head, which I really liked, and had, had decided to leave my job of, as a teacher because I was just not well to do, well enough to do it anymore. But the paintings, the therapy, the, it was a Jungian approach, right? Mm-hmm. So that showed it to me. So I kind of thought in creating the tarot, it's art therapy for me, but at the same time I was hoping that it would be therapy for other people too, that they could see it in a different light. Mm-hmm. And I've been told that it's the most optimistic deck out there. Yes. and That's definitely the feel I've gotten from yeah. looking through it here. Even the cards that have a negative associations have a positive flow towards them. Uh, I was looking at, for example, the Eight of Cups mm-hmm. and the rider riding off towards the sunset, leaving the uh, the, the pyramid of, of cups behind him. Usually in most other decks, that's sort of a solemn card or an, a, a colder issue, but this is very much a warm freedom yeah. to turn away from the, the burdens of old and the, the problems of old. And I, that happened just before I moved from where I had lived for 25 years. So mm-hmm. oh. yeah, there's a lot of those kind of things uh-huh. that really were quite neat and people that i knew showed up in the in the cards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and unintentionally i didn't i only had one intentional um person in there that was my son who was the magician and he posed for that painting mm-hmm. oh. collaborated with me on that wow and my son shay showed up in the three of pentacles mm-hmm. and um there's another story that goes with that when he was sick they had asked him to choose buttons as to who he was and who we were and, and stuff and he chose a button with three stars on it. Oh. And he said, I chose it because I'm a starry kind of guy. He said, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, yeah, he was an amazing, for nine years old, he was going through just really horrible stuff and was just amazing with, through the whole thing. And and so he showed up in that painting. And, and my husband and I had been potters for many years, so that's where the clay and the hand and oh. from the earth and nice. all of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of um, personal stuff in this deck that mm-hmm. I haven't, ever written about and I'm thinking that might be sounds like it's time something that I might go into mm-hmm. like the death card for example um, mm-hmm. another good example which is a fantastic death card I must the, say. the woman in the death card is my friend uh, Cheryl who actually helped me help start me on this process she had said oh your paintings look like tarot cards <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> well, what are tarot cards <laughs> cool. and so um, but at 34 she had a heart attack <gasps> just about died and went through this huge transformation in her life, mm-hmm. leaving behind the old life and moving into a new life and met That's a wonderful man and moved away and got married. Wow. And has That's definitely captured there in the card. And that's, what, that's where the inspiration came to me. And also in losing my son and my mother and, and stuff, I just thought, you know, I, there's so many messages there that I've had from both of them that they're not gone. Mm-hmm. They're just somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's because it's first time I saw the death card, I thought, wow, this really gets it. Because most, most death cards only focus on the one direction of the transition. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, life to death. And it's like, well, yes, but then there's that rebirth part that we need to incorporate here. Yeah. And I, it's, it's um, and I love your card because she's literally stepping out of the transition and into the new life. But it's just beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah, prior to this, I have another painting that's a little similar that I painted after Shape House. It's called Joy and Sorrow. And it has two women holding um, a heart together, but the heart's broken. Mm. And one side is dark and one side is light. And mm. and it has water coming down and then back up into the trees and falling down. So it's it's similar in, ah. in uh, look to that. Mm-hmm. 
So I and also I had done a series of um, I lived in the forest in the wilderness nice. for 25 years. Wow. And so I was very um, impressed by the trees and the and the mountains and the and that. And I always saw a giant head in the in the under the cliffs where we lived and or you know earth divas in in the um, mm. mountains and stuff. And I had done a whole series on earth divas and tree spirits. Mm-hmm. So I also incorporated that into into this. And if you look into the backgrounds, you'll see the goddesses in the hills and you'll see the faces mm-hmm. in the trees mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, I just kind of continued on from from where we, mm-hmm. where I was painting and then into this way, mm-hmm. into, this, into this series. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of layers in the cards. I notice um, a lot of the cards also have runes in the borders. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm assuming that those were chosen with some kind of thought or the kind of as the, as you were inspired or um yeah I, I what i did is i surrounded myself with as many books as possible i didn't mm-hmm. really want to go through and look at other people's cards mm-hmm. i wanted to have a sense of to download them myself from the universe right and um but i did go through a lot of different books and i kept journals and basically just wrote down um ideas and thoughts of what I thought for each of the cards. Mm-hmm. And friends started giving me books as soon as they started, I started doing this. All of a sudden I was given fortune-telling books and this book and that book and <laughs> books on runes and uh-huh. all that, which, you know, a researcher um, loves. Right. <laughs> More books, the better. <laughs> and I, I came across the runes and I just thought that they fit perfectly. Or some, Not, not every card has runes in them because there wasn't necessarily a rune that I thought fit each one. Right. But there were... Um, yeah, they, and and I thought, you know, carving them into the side of the um, cement wall or the block wall there mm-hmm. um, was kind of a neat way to add them into it. And yeah. um, one of the women on the Eclectic Tarot, a Eclectic Tarot mm-hmm. seeker, she's amazing. She she's written a book on on the deck. It's it's all on the website there. But mm-hmm. she was really involved in all of the runes and added them all up and. <laughs> Wow, and um, took them to the next level and the next level, and mm-hmm. you know, really, and and she was like, "Yeah, you have it right," and I'm like, "Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. I got it." <laughs> teacher in me, eh? Uh-huh. Well, I am the hierophant, so uh-huh. that's kind of fun. Yeah, where I'm coming from, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes. and and I found the runes being very, um, very good to work with as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's they 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 can work very nicely. Um, some people try too hard to make. Different systems fit together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, there's 22 of this and there's 22 major arcana, so these things must absolutely correspond. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, no. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't want to do something like, you know, I've seen people going, oh, this is the um, Egyptian one, blah, 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 or this and that, that meant. Now I have to research two things, mm-hmm. you know, and see how they correspond and stuff. So I just went with what I already knew and. Mm-hmm. Um, things that related in my own life and things mm-hmm. that then I could look at. The other was the flowers. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine gave me a book called Tessie Mussies, which oh. um, gives the language of the flowers. Mm-hmm. And so I use the flowers in there. They all have meaning to them. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, cause it's, um, because like at the beginning of the, um, I'm, I'm looking at the book here, um, and explains like the purple cone flowers, skills and abilities, daffodils, respect and chivalry. Um, this is the suit of swords in case anybody's following along at home. Um, and it's just nice because then you can kind of be on the lookout for it and you don't have to memorize it, but it's just there and you make that association. 
that's what I tried to do, is to create a language or a vocabulary, I guess is a better way, a visual vocabulary. Mm-hmm. When I looked at some of the cards at, at the beginning, you know, they would have five coins, and I'm going, okay, well, what does that mean? Yeah. I'm going to have to memorize it. So, and, um, so I thought I would have more clues mm-hmm. for people when they were doing readings. Oh, well, I've seen, you know, the tiger lily before, so that's wealth, so we know have you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And as they use the cards more, that they would gain the knowledge of the vocabulary, mm-hmm. and then that would help in the readings. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of times I think for people it's really intuitive. They can't tell you how they know it. They just know. Mm-hmm. And um, having it consistently throughout the suit or throughout a particular series of cards just reinforces that. Yeah. And it became as, at, you know, towards the end that I had the vocabulary, I kind of knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And I had a cardboard cutout for the, for the porthole. Mm-hmm. So I would put that on each on each canvas. Oh, okay. And um, then I kind of had the things that I kept that went through the whole thing, and that was like the flag at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, if it was one of the minor arcanas, I also put the um, playing card mm-hmm. symbol in there as well. There mm-hmm. were two diamonds or hearts. Mm-hmm. And um, those were kind of things that started me, and then I just let it come. I didn't really plan them. I didn't sketch them. I just kind of started drawing on the canvas. You didn't come up with a a fabulously complex mystical philosophy and then paint to match your philosophy. (laughs) You know, I mean, for some people, that's how how it works. They do the mental process first, and then the creativity happens. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's like, I have to think it through before I can manifest it. Other people manifest it and say, so what does this mean? (laughs) Yeah, there was some of that, Uh especially when it was like people that I knew. Mm-hmm. that came into it, right? Mm-hmm. And I only think I only repainted about three paintings. Wow, that's pretty impressive given, the, you know, there are 78 images. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, one was um, trying to decide what the suits were going to be because I drew them as I painted them. So I didn't sit down and decide that this suit is going to be this and this suit's going to be this. Mm-hmm. I didn't do all the ones all, or all the aces at once or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was no structure to it. I'm not very linear. <laughs> I'm... I'm more like ping, 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 ricochet rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I would just, it, uh, it, the, the, the um, suit part came as I did it. And mm-hmm. by the time I got two or three done, I kind of had an idea of what their costumes were going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I looked at them as, uh, as costume. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you know, particularly with theatrical backgrounds, that's going to be your frame of reference. Yeah. Well, I have this grandiose idea for a show. I don't know if it'll ever happen, uh-huh. but I would love to have people wandering through the show dressed with, in the costumes, carrying the props. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> One day. Yeah. Yeah, know. there it is, out universe. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, yeah, so. I do a lot of paper mache and 3D um, work set to, sets and props and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I could see doing all of these in paper mache, it would probably take me another lifetime, but <laughs> it would be neat to have people, you know, wearing some of the things. And yeah. Well, it's, and, you know, I, one of the things I've noticed about the tarot community is people are not reluctant to dress up. Mm-hmm. You know, give them half a reason and, you know, <laughs> they're there in costume or Renaissance Fair finery or yeah, know, right. whatever the theme is, which is nice. Yeah, people could come as the card they wanted. And, uh, you know. Yeah. We have three Queen of Cups wandering around. You know. That'd be okay. Um, it'd be interesting because then they could like, all have a conversation about, well, what is it to be the Queen of Cups? Mm-hmm. And, you know, their approach to it. So, um, yeah. But uh, and then the Knight of Cups could come dashing in. and 
say, no, but it's like this. And, and, <laughs> and you know, being cups, the there, and being cups, there would be this long, complicated discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how it would be for the ones that don't have any clothes on, but... Well, you know, it's... it's um, you, you have to have... There, there are these public decency laws, so yeah. we'd have to, like, you know... We, drape them, we can drape them in togas. Or we could do an Alanis Morissette. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw her. She, she did a song. Do you know who she is? Oh, yeah. I, I, know I know who, who she, she is. is. Yeah. And she did a song where she was naked, only it was actually um, like a body suit. Oh, that's uh-huh. right. Wool <laughs> on the front. It's yeah. pretty funny, actually. Oh, well, you know, it's 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 you could, but I think you know if you kind of like do the drapey toga thing. Yeah. And it kind of brings in that classical element, and and besides, actually walking around in the all together, it's cold. Yeah. Unless it's a, unless it's over like ninety degrees, it's yeah. pretty chilly. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's even naturists will say that you know someday. <laughs> it's, yeah, really. It's not quite the thing, yeah. um, particularly if you live in parts north where, you know, it's only warm two weeks a year. Well, we're north, but we get a really hot summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, so, um, so yeah, so it's, it's, the colors are fantastic and, and just all the, the layerings of the symbols and the meanings. So one of the things I noticed about your temperance card is that, um, uh, on all the cards you have the proscenium, the border, um, but with the temperance card, you've got the yin yang symbol on each side holding the pearls, which I think mm-hmm. is a very nice touch. Um, but the temperance figure herself, um, the top half of her dress um, top half of it's red, half of it's blue, and then it mixes together in the skirt to make purple. Mm-hmm. And you get the actual mixing and the result with temperance, because a lot of times on the temperance card you see the mixing, but you don't see the result of that. Right. And I think that was a nice detail to put in. Yeah, I, I just found the whole thing, you know, working towards mixing and balance and blending. And mm-hmm. sometimes it, when you blend things, it creates something completely new. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, as yeah. they say. Um, yeah. I also like your star card. Um, one of the ways that I decide whether I like a deck is the star card because it's my birth card. Okay. <laughs> you know, you have to have some basis for making these yeah, decisions. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I love it because you've got all the star shapes. You've got the ewers, like the, you know, because it astrologically ties to Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the flowers are star shape. Mm-hmm. which is just such a nice touch. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones to paint. I really like doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, the crystals mm-hmm. for my son, and um, yeah, just the way that it all came together. I thought it's almost like a, you've made it through mm-hmm. where it comes in the into a place of acceptance and peace, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot yeah. of healing energy and, yeah. and just saying, you know, it's okay. I am where I am, and, you know, I have my battle scars, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still there's more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's actually how I found things have worked in my life with since then as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, quite amazing actually. Mm-hmm. And the colors also are, are partly um, inspired by living in the Caribbean for a year. Ooh, yeah, okay. And there's a lot of Caribbean uh, color, like the red, yellow, and green, of course, are Caribbean colors. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was when I was down there, I took down 200 feet of canvas and a suitcase full of paint, <laughs> and went through it completely in a wow. year. Wow! And I was just so inspired by the amazing flowers and the amazing colors. And mm-hmm. we had left February in Canada with 12 feet of snow. <laughs> so wow! It was like Roxy in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> 
and um, I just loved it, and I just went through, I just painted. My son was in a, older son was in an international school, and mm. my husband was working as a production manager in a pottery down there, and mm. so I was at home, and um, I just painted, and it was such a gift, and that's kind of where my colors and you know, everything came from, and, and the textures. Mm-hmm. I really got in, there was so much texture there. Yeah, and just just the lushness of it all. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick one adjective, it would be lush. Yeah. Because, um, you know, some decks are kind of spare and modern and, you know, two-dimensional or, you know, monochromatic, but not yours. <laughs> no, no, and I lived in a rainforest here, an interior rainforest. Oh, wow. So everything about it is was lush as well. Now mm-hmm. I'm in a desert, it's quite different. Oh, but, um, and not that far away from where I live, but yeah. Uh-huh. Quite a difference in the temperate climate to desert climate. But, yeah. But yeah, so the trees and, the, and all of that kind of stuff, I lived right in it. So. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, your colors are so bright. And I go, yeah, but look at nature. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. I can't even capture that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's colors found in nature. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's, it's um, try as you might, tempera just doesn't quite do it. But, no, um, and a lot of people have the really simple, untrammeled, cards mm-hmm. and for for people that maybe come out of their tuition i don't know that maybe that works for them or i know that some people have found my too busy mm-hmm. for them but they want to take it all in at once and it's not they're not meant to right they're not it's it's like okay you look at the at the star card well what's the first thing that you notice mm-hmm. well that's what you need to look at you know right. and so every time you look at the cards something else should pop out mm-hmm. you know well, you know, it's like um, we work a lot with the Voyager deck um, mm-hmm. when we're doing readings. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a collage deck. And it's, you know, some people say, oh, it's too busy. I can't read with it. And it's like, well, the idea is what catches your eye? What do you notice when it comes up? Mm-hmm. That's your starting point in reading that card. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some people are like, there's so much in there. I can't pull any one thing. But it's like, okay, well, let's look at the issue of overwhelm. Then. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, because it's, it's um, I'd love to see the original paintings. Do you still have them? Oh, Closets are full. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, if you ever have a gallery, these would be a fantastic thing to put on show. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really know where I'm going to go with them. Um, a lot of the regular galleries aren't really into the tarot. It's mm-hmm. kind of a different um, milieu. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, I'm I'm open to suggestions and you know that kind of thing. For it because I would like it to be like an event as opposed to just an art show. Mm-hmm. Like I said, with people coming, not so much like Star Trek or something. Like that, <laughs> That's a little bit different. And, you know, or, you know, like everybody comes dressed as a Klingon. You know, like I don't really want it to be that tacky, but <laughs> I would like it to be, um, yeah, some kind of interactive thing. And I would, was thinking to put them all in a spiral Ooh. so that you have to walk in, journey in through, the, in through them. That's mm-hmm. cool. And back out through them, yeah. Interesting, I like that. But um, yeah. time, place, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. There's a lot of money to do to framing them and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So yes, and building the walls for the spiral and. Well, I was thinking each on it on their own um, easel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and fun. they could be lit individually and stuff like that. Uh huh. So. Cool. Okay, so if somebody out there has a gallery space where we can set this up, yeah, yeah, you know, get in well, touch yeah. with us and get get in touch with Roxy and yeah. Um, so, um, wow. No, it's it's an absolutely beautiful deck. And Have you got the first edition or the second edition? This is second. the second. Yeah, okay. They're a bit bigger than the mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Yeah. With a darker border. Uh-huh. It's, it's nice because, um, cause, you know, the bigger the card, the more you can see the picture. Yeah. 
And um, I actually keep a little magnifying glass in my reading kit, um, both for me and for the person I'm reading for. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people go, what is that? It's like, well, what does it look like to you? And they're like, I don't know. I can't see it. Have you looked at it through a big magnifying glass? I haven't. With both your eyes, uh-huh. it goes 3D. Oh, wow. They go 3D. Oh, I think we have a project for this afternoon. Yeah, yeah get a big mat. Like you have to have both eyes looking through. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you can get it to focus, mm-hmm. the way that the inks go, mm-hmm. the most more opaque inks sit on top of the translucent one. Mm-hmm. And so it gives a 3D effect. It's really cool. Wow. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I kind of played into my whole concept with the 3D even uh-huh. more. So. Wow. It's, um, maybe what I do is you know, they make those um, eight and a half by eleven page size magnifier sheets. You just start carrying one of those. Mm, that might work. Just lay it over the whole reading. Mm-hmm. Huh? Fun. Yeah, yeah it's actually my the woman who wrote the the book or the the, the meditations. I wrote part of the book, but mm-hmm. she took the home the cards home and uh, she was looking at them through a magnifying glass, ones that I had just printed off, and mm-hmm. that's where the three D effect came through. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if it was going to happen with these ones, but it does. So cool. I'll have yeah. to check that out. And no 3D classes required. Yeah, no M- 3D classes, just magnifying glasses. Much, hmm. much easier than going to see Avatar. Um, <laughs> that was pretty cool, actually. Uh, I haven't managed to see it yet. And everybody's like, you have to see it. I'm like, yeah, maybe next week I'm busy. Um, <laughs> I haven't been on a plane recently. I haven't seen any movies. Um, but um, cool. Well, Roxy, this has been really great chatting with you about your deck and your art and just your experience behind it. Yeah, it was a journey through the tarot, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Some of the cards were hard, mm-hmm. really hard, and, you know, things happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so if there was, yeah, like the Five of Pentacles was not a very good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was really worried at the end. Um, I was down to just a few cards, and I had the Nine of Swords. And, and I had basically come out of my depression. I had, mm-hmm. I was, after my mom passed, I was, I kind of went to bed for several months. Mm-hmm. And then came out to do this. And um, and I was like, I don't want to go back into depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, what am I going to do? Because <laughs> so many of the cards had affected me as I was going along. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being a friend who was going through it. Mm-hmm. And what was really great about that was I was allowed to be detached from it. Uh-huh. And I had the part of, um, there's a, a shadow in the background holding on to dead flowers. And she was holding on to uh-huh. a bad situation. And mm-hmm. it was like, let go. Wow. to let go of that. And then the broken pearls actually lead you up to the stairwell and the light. And you, but mm. you also light your own way. That's great. You know, so even though something got broken and stuff, it still led you to another place. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff in each of the cards mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm inclined to do that. Or I was actually thinking well, it would be kind of neat to do some workshops or something like that. Oh, definitely. To, um, Absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I, what I thought I'll start working on in the next little while. Oh, great. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time and, and chatting with us about all this. Okay. It's, well, been it's a great pleasure. Always nice to get some insight into the deck and what's behind it and the creative process. Yeah, it was kind of a neat year that I finished seven years for people who love numerology. Mm-hmm. It took me seven years, so I started in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, seventh House is my publisher. <laughs> <laughs> and then my son got married on on. Oh seven, oh seven, oh seven at seven o'clock. Oh, that's perfect. And then it, it was October that I got published, so it was kind of in between there. Wow. And then nine months later, they had a little baby, so. So, yeah, there was all sorts of those kind of things that now I see in my own life. We had a little mother duck and baby ducklings at the wedding, and 
some deer came and it was on the beach and oh, um wow and i was like well there's all the signs there's this is a tarot painting like <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh that's fantastic yeah it was kind of a really neat effect of it all yeah mm-hmm. cool. so anyways yeah i want to thank you know seventh house for publishing it it was a risk for them and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. yeah i think it's gone quite well terrific and for everybody who's bought them, and if you haven't, do yeah, mm-hmm. you know they're 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 ninety seven works of art there because mm-hmm. the back of the card is also one. So oh, there you go. Sorry, yeah. seventy seventy nine. Yeah. And um, yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Roxy. Okay. Thank you, Rose. Thank, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you, in absentia, to our engineer Christoph, who had to run off to take care of something else, but I can probably manage to figure out how to wrap this up myself um and thank you to all of our listeners if you have any comments questions or suggestions for a future podcast drop us a note podcast at tarotpathways.com we'll talk to you again soon thanks Bye-bye. bye bye bye